Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're here. Another two hours, two hours in the studio, and we're uh, doing something we love doing. And that's helping you avoid being taken advantage of when you buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car. Uh, you heard in the introduction, uh, I'm not alone. We have a studio uh, full of uh, knowledgeable people. I, I was going to say experts. We are. I just don't want to sound too uh, bragging about what we do and how we do it. Uh, Rick Kearney, I have to call him an expert. He's the best uh, auto repair person I know. And he's been doing it for a quarter of a century. And uh, he doesn't look that old, but uh, he has been. And in fact, he's been doing it with me for that long. I do look that old. Uh, if you have a question on the car, I guarantee you, Rick Kearney, uh, whether it's the electronics or the mechanics or uh, anything at all mechanically, repair-wise, uh, he can answer. And yeah, you know, when I say always, there's nothing as always. A 99.9. And if we don't have the answer, we'll find it for you. We, uh, we, we uh, have a, a silent partner on the show. We call him Colonel Google. And Colonel Google, when Rick can't answer it, which isn't very often, Colonel Google can. So chances are almost 100% if you call this show about a problem with your car, a clunk, a rattle, a squeak, a noise, a smell, you know, performance of some kind. You might save yourself a lot of money going into a uh, car dealership that's going to try to sell you something you don't need, you might just want to call Rick, 877-960-9960. And Rick Kearney can answer your question, 877-960-9960. And the rest of us, my son Stu Stewart, my wife Nancy Stewart, and myself, we're kind of into the sales end of things, leasing. Uh, we're going to help you in that category. Uh, we really should have three Ricks and one of us because you get your car serviced and maintained and repaired far more often than you buy a car. Of course, when you buy a car, you, you spend a ton of money and uh, oftentimes way too much. But we've got your back, and we can answer your questions. I've got a hat sitting here beside me, and Nancy has one beside her. I didn't put it on this time because it kind of puts a shadow on my beautiful face, my beautiful maskless face, I might add. <laughs> and that's a vigilante hat. And uh, this is something that you get as a freebie, a gift from Earl on Cars, if you join and are accepted. And we need qualified members. And we have a team of vigilantes all over the country. Not big enough yet. We're small, but we're growing. Knowledgeable people who are knowledgeable online, too, because that's a really good way to have a assist your neighbors. A lot of people out there aren't so cyber savvy. So uh, we're trying to spread the word and make something occur in the automobile business that should have occurred 50 years ago. I mean, 
cars have been being retailed, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, about 100 years? I mean, Henry, uh, when did we first have the, have the first dealers? It's close to 100 years. Okay. And they're still pretty much, actually, when they probably started retailing them, it was more honest than they are now. They, they reached a... There, you have an old newspaper clipping of your father um, be getting a sales manager job with the Dodge Brothers. I think it was like 1917 or something. So wow. we're, well, we're well past 100 well years past now. 100. And Amazing. your dad was, was, yeah. was doing it back then. <laughs> Unbelievable, yeah. I think they were more honest wow. back then, 1917. During, during World War One. yeah. Yeah, World War One. <laughs> crazy. Wow. So There's anyway, some for you. that's amazing. <laughs> the Dodge Brothers. Yeah, this yeah. went on to be called Dodge. Yeah, right. Yeah. Colonel Google to the rescue. Uh, Eighteen ninety-eight was what was believed to be the first automobile dealership in the United States by a guy named Kohler. K-O-L-L-E-R. Oh, I loved so, Colonel Google, and I loved Rick. Thank you. I, I didn't think of doing that. Eighteen ninety-two. Eighteen ninety. Uh, let's see here. Ninety-eight. She's William Metzger, but eighteen ninety-eight. William away. Metzger. And I think it might have been a Kohler car, the way it sounds here. I'm reading it, reading it real quick here. Before they went into making faucets? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's get back I'll to uh, business here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's what we do. Uh, it hasn't changed for car dealers since, since I, I usually say the 50s, because that's kind of like when I was aware. I was in high school, but my father was a dealer. And then in the 60s, I came into business with my father in 1968, and I became a car dealer then. It was a Pontiac dealership back then. And I saw how we did business. It was pretty rough and tumble, and I enjoyed it. And I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was roughing and tumbling with the best of them and the evil, most evil of them all. And uh, I was very accomplished at what I did for a long time. And suddenly, uh, you might say I got a religion, and I realized uh, what I was doing. And I've evolved today to, I like to think, an honest, transparent individual. And my son wouldn't have come into the business with me, or my wife wouldn't have uh, uh, even had any part of it. Uh, I don't, Rick wouldn't have been part of it. Uh, but we decided we'd do it the right way. And that's the reason I call myself a recovering car dealer. So I can tell you the truth. I've been there and done that. I can tell you what they're doing because I used to do it. I mean, I wrote the book on bait-and-switch advertising, and we've got a doozy of a bait-and-switch in today's Mystery Shopping Report. So we've got the knowledge. All you have to do is access that knowledge by uh, calling us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And we prioritize phone calls. They're special. They're more personal. Text 772 6530. Again, that text number is 772-497-6530. Now remember, uh, I said we prioritize the telephone. We do, but we get to pretty much all the text every time. It's just not right away because we might go to a phone call instead of reading a text. But by the end of the show, we've read all of the text usually. And we have a unique access I, don't, I mentioned it last because it's become the most popular, and I almost don't have to mention it. That's an anonymous way to communicate with us. We don't know who you are, where you are. All we know is what you have to say. Dangerous on this end, especially live radio, because we read them all. I mean, if you want to attack me and say so, yeah, I might, I might blank out the profanities and the obscenities, but I'll get your general message across if you send us an anonymous feedback at... This is the URL, youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R-A-O-N, 
Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, F-E-E-D, everybody knows how to spell feedback.com, youranonymousfeedback.com. Love to hear from you, and uh, we will respond, and we will probably answer your question. So um, let me go from the other way. I usually go to Rick first. I'll go to Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, co-founder of this show two decades ago when it was a little bitty half-hour show. And uh, she's a very, very important part of the show because she's built a female audience for the show that we never had. Now we have it. And we have some extremely articulate female texters and callers. And we're building that show. And Nancy is going to tell you right now about something she does special. Most of you know about it. But those that don't, spread the word. Nancy, tell them about the unbelievably almost uh, incredible offer for the female first-time callers. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And uh, that uh, offer that Earl spoke of is for the ladies' first two new lady callers. You win yourself $50 this morning. Take advantage of that. I know you can use it this weekend. Uh, and uh, that telephone number is 877-960-9960. Uh, you can take advantage of your anonymous feedback, as Earl stated www.youranonymousfeedback.com and you can also text us at 772-497-6530 and as I said we have a, a really great show ahead so uh, we are going to go to uh, the telephones because Marty has been waiting for a little bit Oh, and uh, thanks for your patience Marty Marty's a uh, regular caller good morning. Good, morning. good morning how's everybody doing well, thank you. Good. I have a question for Rick. Uh, on your backup uh, rear cross traffic alert, is there any way to make that louder? Unfortunately not. The, the beepers on those are just a, a single volume. Okay. So really there's no warning lights or warning sounds, rather, that you can make louder? No. You know, let me, you know, I, again, I'm going to, because I, it's, it's, it's fun not to know things, uh, and I learn something new every day. I didn't know the answer to that, but it strikes me as peculiar. And uh, when I find something that I don't agree with or don't understand, and Marty, I agree with you, uh, some people would like them louder, some people would like them softer, uh, some people would like them off. That might be illegal. But, uh, uh, Rick, uh, let's Google that and maybe do a little research and uh, even call the manufacturer. Uh, there, and there might be a way it can be accomplished, but I think that's a great question, Marty, and thank you. Yeah, the reason why I ask a lot of times, now, like it's 100 degrees in your car, and when you start out, the air conditioning is blasting, and that's the time you back up, and that's the time somebody's coming in the back of your car. Yep, so I hear you. So, all right, I'll wait to hear if you get another answer. Great question, Marty. Please call. We love calls like that. That's something that not only other listeners were interested in, but even me. I didn't know the answer. And so when Rick told me, uh, I said, let's see if we can't find a solution. Thanks, Marty. Call again, please. Okay. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have a great mystery shopping report, and it's uh, kind of a... Uh, what I called it this morning, a uh, Mother's Day 
tribute. <laughs> well, we didn't think about that, but and, yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, it's uh, really going to be very interesting. Agent Mama. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I give credit. That was very funny, Stu. Uh-huh. That was, by the way, that was one of your better, better, uh, Stu writes my material. I'm, I'm, I'm just a pretty face that reads these reports. <laughs> And uh, and I and that is this is one of his best. I love his his creativity, and not not yeah. changing the facts. I mean, uh, it's very very entertaining, but it's accurate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, got to be true and funny. Be- yes. be- <laughs> uh, before we get to back to st- oh, before we get to Stu, we're going to go back to the phones again. Uh, we have Scott, who's calling us from Delray. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> There's a happy guy. <laughs> I just got off work, so I'm happy. Um, <laughs> my question for you guys is, it's funny because I always call because it's something that isn't always happening. It's intermittent. So I have an airbag symbol that is showing up on my dash intermittently. And it's not always on, and it usually comes on at a high speed. Are they con- are they looking at speed or is it just looking at contact? Uh, when you got an airbag warning light coming on, even intermittently, it should store a code in the computer that uh, the technician should be able to pull up those codes to find out what's going on. Um, uh, airbags are generally not uh, tracking speed except just at moment of collision. But even then, um, it, they're normally set off by impact sensors. So something sounds like you've got a loose connection and maybe what's happening is at higher speeds, vibrations are causing that connection to wobble a bit. But that, that, that definitely sense. sounds yeah. like a wiring issue to, to me. I'll have to put my reader on there and see if there's a code in there. Oh, you got a reader. Wow, Thank that's cool. I was just thinking that, you know, he says that the diagnostic tool will show it up and, uh, and uh, it's nice that you have your own reader. That's great. I wanted to tell everyone that's listening also, if they go home and they go to their Xfinity and say, watch Earl Stewart, the, and you have a internet access type TV, oh. you will get your YouTube live to watch on your television. So you I didn't see know that. those pretty faces without masks on. Wow. I'm going to do it myself. Wait a minute. I can't do it because I'm here. He wants to watch the replay. <laughs> right. Hey, well, guys, Scott. the replay. There you go. But I went home last week while I was uh, listening, and I said, you know, I wanted to hear or, I guess, watch the uh, report that you had of the car buying. And I went home and just tried it, and my Xfinity pulled you guys right up. <laughs> wow. Really cool. Makes me feel famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can watch it with thank Apple TV guys, with the YouTube app. Stay safe. I really appreciate all your help. Well, thank you very much, Scott. You're a great caller. Thank uh, you. I love I love finding out stuff like that. Really cool. Have a fantastic day. Yeah, give us a Take call care. again. Bye bye. Bye bye. 877-960-9960. or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now we're going to get to Stu. Yeah, I was just going to comment on the mystery shop uh, that we have for you this week. Uh, we're starting to detect a phenomenon that we should have seen coming, which is the effect of the inventory shortage on car dealer behavior. We saw, like, unprecedented um, 
disturbances to the industry last year with the pandemic, and we saw all sorts of bad behavior kind of coming to the surface. Now, in the last several mystery shops, the salesperson has really emphasized the fact that they have no cars to sell, and it's a big setup for the uh, uh, exorbitant prices and fees that you might expect to get later. So it's kind of interesting. I, when you hear the, the, the reports, you know, I'm not really convinced that some of these salespeople are really dialed into Ward Automotive or Automotive News, or <clears throat> but they seem to know an awful lot about the inventory shortage. You know, of course, because they see there's less cars, but I'm sure that's the topic of the sales meetings, and that's the marching orders is like, we're getting all the money, boys. Exactly. And uh, so that's what's happening. So you'll, you'll, you'll see a little bit about that. That's when, a when common the uh, yeah. vernacular for car dealers. Yeah. Some, all the money. Some sales manager says to salesman, we're going to get all the money on this deal. Mm-hmm. That means every cent you have, you're going to pay. <laughs> that's right. You're going to pay for that car, yeah. right? Right. As a matter of fact, I've got a couple of YouTube comments right along that line. Uh, Negan one says, I see on the news they're calling the chip shortage an auto apocalypse. <laughs> Pictures of thousands of trucks in storage waiting for modules. Plant shut down. Uh, they're saying it could last two years. And he says consumers will be paying a higher price for cars because manufacturers are not going to make base models, only the upper trim levels, which increases their profit. Actually, the smart money, I, I just go, I want to say that before people panic uh, and car dealers panic. Uh, the, the smart money is saying that uh, this will last months, not years, and that uh, uh, standby for an, an overreaction. It happens every time there's a shortage, then there comes an oversupply. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is Earl's forecast. So, uh, later in 2021, uh, you will find a surplus of the very cars that you're seeing a shortage of today, and the prices will plummet. So if you need a car today, buy it, uh, but be real careful and listen to this show. If you don't need a car, wait and buy one much cheaper uh, in a few months. And another comment here from Ben Chesterman, he says, Biden in charge is why new cars cost more. I'm paying more to import American cars to Australia. Factories closed since May, used auction prices are higher, the government takes more profit under Biden as the president. Wow, interesting. Very Exporting interesting. cars to Australia, but well, that's a long trip. From, from his comment, he says he's importing American cars <laughs> oh, to Australia, importing. so he I'm may sorry, be yeah. in Australia. Importing, wow, cool. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, back to Stu. All right, we'll go to the first text of the day from Anne-Marie. Emery says, good morning. I've been meaning to ask this for a long time, but I keep on forgetting it when Saturday morning rolls around. So here goes before I forget again. (laughs) (laughs) Common Wisdom for years has said that it's not good to refuel your car if the tanker truck at the gas station refilling the station's gas tanks because the addition of new fuel stirs up sediment in the tanks that could mess up your car. Um, Was was this ever true? Please clarify. Thank you. I've never thought of that. I never heard of that. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. It's it's one of the stories that's been around for quite a while. Is it true? Uh, once upon a time, it actually was. It could cause issues with that. However, right now, with the modern pumps, the filters in those pumps, and because gasoline stations, of course, would be liable for damage to your car if something like that happened, plus the filters that are in the tank anyways, you're pretty safe from any forms of sediment. Rick, let me ask you a question. Uh, I haven't had a complaint. I haven't heard about a customer that had uh, debris in their, uh, gunking up their engine uh, from their fuel uh, in a long time. 
Um, have you heard of, uh, of those complaints? It's, this story has been around for many, many no, I'm, years. No, I'm saying in our dealership. I've it, never heard of it, no. Yeah. Uh, have you heard, how many complaints are you getting on contaminated gasoline today compared with uh, five years ago, ten years ago? Uh, now, sediment-type contamination yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, none. Yeah. So really none. There you are. It used to be, uh, going back, uh, I'm guessing, ten years uh, there was usually every month I'd I have a customer call and we had a routine recommendation form. Uh, be sure to get the name of the gas station uh, when you bought your last tank of gas. Save your receipts. Uh, the gas station is liable. I haven't had to have that conversation with anybody that's called me a customer. Uh, and I talked to a lot of customers uh, in a long, long time. Yeah, when I say that it, it once upon a time that might that would have been the case, I'm talking back. 30s, 40s, 50s, when the technology wait, wait a for wait a minute, you've only I'm been, talking you've, way back. You've only been around 25 years. I'll tell you what happened 50 years ago. Okay. And I bet you <laughs> had those complaints back then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to Stu. Okay, we'll go to another text here. Let's see. Oops, I had a picture up, and I was preparing for a, a, a texter that sent um, um, a picture for us. Um, Hire own team. Can you talk a little about factory invoice? Why in the world would manufacturers put the hold back on the invoice if it's sensitive profit information for the dealer? Uh, same for employee pricing, etc. With the margins so low between MSRP and invoice, is the invoice really the new MSRP from a consumer negotiating standpoint? Finally, without opening your accounting books to the world, does, how does Earl Stewart, Toyota, typically handle requests when customers ask to see invoice? P.S. If I lived in Florida, I'd buy a Toyota from Earl Stewart just because how honest and friendly you seem. Thanks. And that's from Tom in Chicago. Can I answer that question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's, that's one of my favorite questions. I answer it a lot, but not enough. Uh, and uh, attention all manufacturers and attorneys for manufacturers. The holdback is a conspiracy between the car dealer and the manufacturer. The holdback uh, originated uh, 50, 60, 70 years ago, probably from the beginning, as purportedly the manufacturers, it was a device the manufacturers had to hold back the profit on the car and give it to the dealer a year later. And the dealers were at his mercy. So the, car the manufacturer would sell the car dealer a car and he would take several hundred dollars, a percentage of the value of the car, and he would keep it. The dealer's money and a year later, he would let the dealer have the money back. And when the dealer said, why are you doing this? Because we want to help you not go broke. You know, we want to, we're worried about your liquidity. And therefore, we will hold this. And we don't, we're not going to pay interest on it. And so you multiply that times all their dealers. They're holding hundreds of millions of dollars of the dealer's money. And they're giving it back to them at the end of the year. Now the dealers started to complain. And they started to give it, the money back to them quarterly. And they screamed even louder. And they gave it back to them monthly. Then the dealer said, you know, that's not a bad deal. Because I have now $1,000 packed into my invoice. And it really doesn't cost me that. I get the money back at the end of the month. I'm just going to show it to my customer and say, this is what I paid for the car. And it's a lie. He didn't pay that for the car. So the holdback is started with an attack, unfair attack on a dealer. And then they turn it around to an unfair attack on you, the buyer. And holdbacks, some 
some attorney out there that wants the world's greatest class action suit to go after the manufacturers, all the manufacturers, because they all have holdback, and all the dealers, because they all get the holdback back. And uh, you could have a class action suit that would uh, dwarf any class action suit that ever came down the pike. Mm -hmm. And a uh, second part to that question. Uh, I don't know why they show that information, the, the holdback on the invoice, but I don't think it's every manufacturer. We got the uh, agent Lightning got an invoice from Napleton Hyundai, and it didn't list the, the holdback on that invoice. It yeah. does on the Toyota invoice. And the second part of your question is, yeah, if somebody asks us at our dealership to see the invoice, we show it to them, but we use it also as an educational tool to say, yeah, even doesn't matter where you sell it, we, we point out and here's, there's additional problems. here's how we educate them. We show them the invoice, and we're selling two-thirds of our cars, at least we were, before the pandemic. I mean, before the uh, microchip shortage, two-thirds of our cars are sold and generally below invoice. Yep. So uh, we, we post our lowest price online, and we call our lowest price, and we put it on all of our cars. So uh, when a customer has to see the invoice, we love it. We show them the invoice. We're selling them the car hundreds of dollars below the invoice, and it does two things. It shows them what a good price he's getting. It also shows them what a ripoff the invoice is. Most dealers that show the invoice say, look, I'm only going to charge you $500 over my cost. And here's the invoice, my cost. He's lying to you. The invoice not only has holdback in it, it has other profit packed in, advertising money that's reimbursed, interest to, uh, to uh, finance the dealer's cars on the lot called floor plan uh, back, baked into it, uh, insurance. But it's uh, all holdback. It, it's all holdback. Yeah, it's all holdback. Yeah, holdback, but there's two kinds of holdback. There's the manufacturer holds it back and the other people you know, for, they, they put different labels on it. Right. And, well, they were uh, actually kind of ahead of the game. You know, you know how dealers started renaming the dealer fee? So you had holdback, and then it became holdback and floor plan assistance, and holdback, yes, and yes. then this, and then accessory holdback. Exactly. So. Yeah. A long answer to a good question, <laughs> Great question. And, uh, and I thank you for answering. So many people don't understand that. Well, right. folks, um, if you uh, feel the energy here in the studio, uh, it's because, uh, well, the recovering car dealer feels pretty passionate about what he does and the word that he spreads. Plus, I had a lot of tacos to eat last night. I had tacos yesterday. And tra <laughs> 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 yeah. Transparency, um, it is uh, major. It's number one. Uh, I, I want to remind the ladies that uh, if you want to share a story with us this morning uh, about your service, uh, 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 about uh, your experience in purchasing or leasing a vehicle, or if you just have a comment you'd like to share with us, please, you can win yourself $50 this morning. First two new lady callers, $50. Take advantage of that for you know, Mother's our, Day. Arguably our best texter is Anne-Marie Delgado. And we need more Anne Marie Delgados out there. So, uh, if uh, whether you whether you need need answers or you you have answers, uh, if you're a female, we need you to call the show, and we need more female callers and texters and anonymous feedback in the whole. Yeah, Thanks. you heard it, folks. You heard it. Uh, also, um, you know, we offer you know a lot of things here on Earl Stewart on Cars. Uh, one of them is to uh, you know ask for volunteers that'll help uh, a lot of people, not just seniors, that uh, can't maneuver their way around the internet when they go there to purchase a vehicle. Uh, so we're looking, for, we're looking for volunteers to assist us. And you can go to Earl on Cars and uh, check all that out. And uh, Earl's Vigilantes, whoops. <laughs> 
Earl Vigilantes, uh, you know, you don't have to be an auto expert uh, to uh, help out. You'd be helping, you know, uh, the consumers in your neighborhood uh, to uh, purchase a vehicle. So anyway, we've got Earl's Vigilantes. We've got, we're looking for volunteers for uh, how to maneuver your way around the uh, internet. And uh, stay tuned. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Back to Stu. All right, our next test text comes from Ernesto, who has been listening to this show and, and participating in the show, I think, since the beginning. Um, he got a, um, a mailer, an advertisement, um, direct mail, um, from a Kia dealership, and he shared it with us. So Jonathan can put it up on the screen. Ernesto's question is, is there anything, is there any truth to this? And I, I, already, I know that Ernesto knows that the answer is there is no truth to this. So what I, what I liked about it was, it's one of these uh, mail pieces that's designed to look to fool people into thinking that the owner or the general manager is personally writing a personal note to them. So, but these are all printed up by a, a company that sells these to dealers. Incredibly um, uh, realistic. Oh yeah. So it looks like it's on. Uh, it's Jenkins Kia of Gainesville, and it's uh, I think it's Gainesville, Georgia, by the way. Uh, Jenkins Kia of Gainesville, Georgia, and it looks like letterhead, and it's a letter that's printed out, but written on it in what looks like ballpoint pen. At the very top, it says, I'm selling at dead cost, and dead cost is underlined. Um, the body of the email in, in, is, introduces himself as Antonio Carranza, the general manager at Jenkins Kia of Gainesville. He's a huge opportunity. Um, basically, he says, you can come and I will sell you any brand new Kia vehicle on the lot for absolute dead cost. You read that correctly. <laughs> dead cost, pay exactly what we pay on each new vehicle. Dead cost <laughs> is only the beginning. In addition, you will get rates as low as 0.9% APR um, and so forth and so on. And then there's another um, handwritten note in ballpoint pen that says, uh, call and ask for Antonio at the phone number to set up an appointment. I'll personally give you a $20 gift card just to show you how much you'll save which is probably what he'll save, $20. <laughs> That's probably it. So, and, and um, Ernesto, thank you, but you know, and I know you know that you know, uh, that this is not for real. Like Earl says, do not believe any car dealer advertising. You know, we, we laugh at that, and, um, and then we have to remember that people do respond, and people are taken advantage of. We were laughing last week about the $99 a month um, a payment to buy a new car, yeah. and we and we laugh at that. But you know, the victims of our society. I mean, these are good people. Uh, maybe they don't have the education. Maybe they don't speak the language very well. Maybe they're elderly, and they maybe their husband bought all their cars in the family. He passed away. So there's a real sad story for people that respond to things like that. Big gullibility picture, picture an elderly woman. And who, by the way, who reads snail mail anymore, right? I mean, uh, I, you throw away 99% of the stuff in your mailbox, and some people don't get much junk mail because they don't order things by catalog or online, and they don't know their address. And when a when an elderly woman or man, for that matter, when they get the when they get something, it might be their social security check, and if they don't get their mail every day, they get really worried. And she goes out and she picks up that mailer, and it's a Kia dealer, and she says, "Oh, listen, isn't this nice?" And it says and this important is, notice. And this is from the uh, general manager of the dealership, and he's going to sell me a new Kia uh, at a cost. I'm going to go down there. It really happens, folks. Yeah. Why do they use direct mail? Because it flies under the radar, and uh, car dealers can target 
not only their victims, and they, they know, they have mailing lists they can buy for a lot of money that shows them the people that are more susceptible, and they can find elderly people, they can find people that are not educated, they can find people that don't speak English, the language very well. They, they know who to target. And they also know not to send one uh, to the attorney general or to the, uh, they, they have names. They scrub that list and hard. So, <laughs> and so an online ad is, is much more likely to be criti criticized or uh, le legal action taken. Uh, direct mail, uh, they're, they're below the radar. They're very, very safe and they get away with it. And when you see a direct mail from any car dealer, any car dealer, don't even read it, throw it in the trash. It, it, I mean, it's going to be worse than anything you see on TV or online. I got great advice. Um, if you ever see anything that says it's from the return address from program headquarters, throw it in the recycling bin. Yes. Program headquarters is a phrase that's used by nearly every direct marketing campaign. Yeah. It's coming from program headquarters. Sounds official. Yeah. Throw it in the garbage. Recycling exactly. bin. You know, yes, this is this is one of my pet peeves: this uh, personal handwritten. Uh, letter whatever it is you know there's a lot of people out there that are going to walk right down to that mailbox and what do they think oh wow someone's really thinking about me today mm -hmm. look i got a personal letter exactly. there are a lot of people we that are living by themselves yeah. and it's so deceiving I fall and now for it. I it's fall on for instagram it's yeah. on yeah. facebook it's everywhere we're approached by um uh, vendors uh, marketing you know to yeah. sell these things there was one i saw where they actually each uh, letter had a post-it note with a handwritten ballpoint pen note from the one. owner and a, a post-it note and like some, so people who are not sophisticated we don't realize that this is easily printed by a printing company yeah. it seems legit rick had a point i was just going to say it works for lining the uh, birdcage exactly i know we're beating this up and after I, i'm going to shut everybody up after i say this and we'll get on to another text or e email or youtube but um what uh, what the dilemma you have now? If something looks realistic and they have a a, a return address or something like a, a handwritten uh, approach, uh, you're afraid to throw it away. I have personally thrown away checks. I mean, real checks, because the other side of that issue is the the really sneaky people that have to send you a refund check. Right. They'll make it look, look like in, innocuous. They'll look at, make it look like this is a, a very important. And, they, and a, a high percentage of people throw it away, and they never cash a check. So it forces you to offer to, to open these things. So um, who's next? Who's next? Oh, okay, i got to interrupt everyone. Nancy's next. John, thank you. John is waiting to talk with us from Palm City. Great. Hey, John. Our favorite caller. Good morning to everyone. It's ironic that you mentioned a Kia dealer uh, selling them at prices that he said. It's a fact. There's a model of a Kia called Telluride. That's a mid-sized SUV. They're getting, the demand is so great for that, they're getting not only full sticker, but above full sticker on that car. So hmm. I just want to mention that about this dealer putting in discounting on Kias. But what I want to talk about today is and I'm not anti-electric cars. I'm all for it. But what my objection is for the price. And what I say about price, if quoted to Edmunds.com, the average new car now is above 40000 mm -hmm. That's the average. The average used car is above 20000 Now, on a new car, you can add probably another ten or maybe 15000 when you're going to go, like in General Motors, after 2035, you have no choice again. 
I'm against that for one reason. If a person still wants to buy a gasoline car, let them buy it. They're just cutting us off completely and saying, look, it's the government, basically. You have to have an electric car. But the idea behind it is the expense of them. Unless the price comes way down, people are not going to afford it. For instance, a new car loan, again, according to Ed Edmonds, a new car loan average is $576 a month. A used car is $432. The average interest rates now on a new car is, four, this is the average, 4.3%. On a used car, it's 8.4%. So what it is is the direct effect of electric cars, what will it do to us in the future, price-wise, unless they're mass-produced, at a much cheaper price. And by the way, one thing I'm objecting to, all of the batteries on the electric cars are made in China. Now, right now, on our American, on our automobiles, we have all manufacturers of our car batteries now are made in the United States. Uh, you know, there's so many companies, Electrolyte, Interstate, uh, Exide. I, I can't go down. The one I mentioned was Johnson Control, makes it for many manufacturers. So if all these batteries now are from the United States, what in the world are we at the mercy of all the electric car batteries coming from China? That's a major problem, in my opinion. And also, the electric car, some of the negatives are safety. It's very scary. In Florida, mostly all houses have the car uh, garage attached to the house. So you've been reading about you shut your car off, and overnight it catches fire. Mm -hmm. This is a very scary situation. It's a safety factor. Well, John, and it's very frightening because not only your car burns, but your whole house could be burning while you're sleeping. John, the answer is, John. is the cost of the electric to recharge that car. Yeah. Nobody's mentioned too much about that. It's not like you go to the airport and you get free electric for your cell phone when you plug it in, yeah. this is going to cost somebody. And the major factor is what's going on. You take a state like California, they're getting 50 cents a gallon state tax on the prices, which is way over $4, by the way, in California. And not only state taxes, but federal and local tax will be out. No more gasoline tax. Now John, so, John, let me interrupt you here. No, I... We, I I think you do dislike uh, electric cars, and and there are a lot of reasons, and, and they're, good, they're good reasons. But these are reasons today and not in the future. Uh, all of the issues that you address will be cured by time. Uh, Tesla's an example. Uh, Tesla has been manufacturing electric cars for a long time, and their cars are competitive, and the volume of Tesla is rising incredibly. Uh, uh, and volume cures all the problems of cost. When Toyota came out with a Prius in the early 90s? Uh, 1997 in Japan, 2001 yeah. in the U.S. Uh, they were losing money on every Prius. And they kept, they built them anyway, and they lost money. And uh, they had to be competitive. They were higher priced than they should have been, but they still were uh, selling a lot of them. And as demand rose, uh, uh, production rose, and the cost came down. Now, Tesla lost money too, right? Yeah, Tesla lost money. So as volume built, volume cures all the sins of cost and price. And that's what's going to happen because 
electric cars, John, are coming whether we like it or not. Uh, they're the reason so many batteries are being built in China is because they cost less money. Uh, Americans designed the batteries and they, iPhones, a lot of iPhones are built in China. Uh, uh, Chinese uh, manufacturing is less expensive. Cost is a factor in pricing cars and pricing iPhones. So uh, we're going to have overseas manufacturing. Uh, and when U.S. manufacturing can be competitive, they'll be built here. Apple is now manufacturing phones in the USA, and they're building new plants to do it. So it's a global economy. And uh, today, uh, electric cars, with the exception of Tesla, are overpriced, but those prices will come down in the future. And I, you're going to be driving an electric car. Uh, John, I know you don't like it, but or maybe you'll hang on to your combustion engine car. Uh, but... Uh, uh, that is the, the wave of the future, and that's the way it's going to be. And there's some rough roads between now and then, but that's where we're going to be in 10 years. Well, I agree with you. I'm not anti-electric. I mean, this Sounded is like it. on the wall. This is here <laughs> for now, today. But yeah. it's just the fact of price. Yeah. Today's prices, they're much too high. You're right. And they've got to come way down. You're right. Because the consumer will not be able to afford the payments or the price of yeah. those cars as it stands today, and that's my objection. But you can, you can buy a Tesla for $50,000, and I just heard Rick say that the average cost of a new car is a little over 40, and, uh, uh, and eventually you'll be able to buy a Tesla for less than $50,000. So remember, they're getting the credits from the government, which helps them price it lower, too. So, no, I hear you, John. That's a, you make a very good point. And today, I'd buy a combustion engine car, probably. Uh, competitive. I can, they're competitive with Teslas, um, and, uh, but pretty soon they won't be. By the way, how did your son do? He had a Tesla that he was borrowing for Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, Sue? Sitting down there in the parking lot. I just can't wait to get back in it. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's really cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. How much, how much does that car cost? Uh, brand new, uh, about a hundred, around 150000 How much uh, is it now? Well, we, we got it for under ninety. Uh, yeah. So uh, it was and it's a, less than a year old. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it took a big, But that's big, a high-end high Tesla. It's a high-end Tesla. And, um, yeah, so uh, we'll prob- it, it'll be sold you know, probably around uh, 95000 I would guess, maybe yeah. hundred. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Can I just sit in it? Yes, you can. <laughs> Car of the future. Here it is now. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, John. Great call. You were really Thanks, informative. Uh, please call every week. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Okay, we're going to stay with the phones. So we've got Linda, uh, who was patiently waiting from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Nancy. Welcome. I got a question. I got, I got a question. I guess Earl or any of you, why don't you advertise on TV anymore? I have not seen since I've been down here the past couple of weeks an advertisement from uh, from uh, Earl Stewart. We, we we will. We haven't been on TV, and uh, we've changed a lot of our advertising around. We're going very heavy digital. We find that that that's uh, been very successful for us, and uh, we have a new marketing company. Uh, called Congruent, and uh, they're outstanding. They're just they're just coming on board now, and uh, we expect to see uh, television advertising. Uh, one of the reasons being, and uh, folks are my age uh, watch more television than most people, and we find that TV advertising is not as effective as it once was, but it's still effective. It's part of if it. you use, if, yeah, part, partly, but you have to use it smart and right, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. Because in Georgia, 
every time you turn TV on, they're like back-to-back advertisements for, for Toyotas. Oh, yeah. It's like it's the same way down here, too. Yeah. Yeah. TV will be a part of it and it should it'll continue to be a part of advertising. But there's cool new stuff like, you know, for you ever heard of the cord cutters, the people that get rid of cable and they use Internet TV. Um, We're figuring out a way to get in there, too. Just we just want to, you know, have an effective marketing strategy and TV is part of it. But but so much digital. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Okay, I was just curious. Did they? Those ones up there is like crazy. I hate seeing them. I'll burn them <laughs> off. You know. Well, like, you'll see Earl's. Together. You'll see Earl's beautiful face on TV pretty soon. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being stream. I'm being streamed right now. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it on, on my iPad, and I got you on the phone. So. <laughs> so, and I think I might have to have a big fat F today, the way you're talking. About that. <laughs> I almost used your name in the mystery shopping report, but I didn't want to alienate our other listeners. <laughs> you'll hear if you're listening to the report, you'll hear the the part where your name would fit perfectly in the sentence, so you, you'll you'll recognize oh. it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Fifty dollars okay. for the first two new lady callers. Fifty dollars. You have to have something to say out there. One of the ladies that are listening. I know there's a lot of ladies listening that are very bashful. Um, They talk to me, hey, I need a Mother's Day gift, something significant. I need two new lady callers, $50, 877-960-9960. Sorry, I was thinking about the Mother's Day gift. Um, I got for for my wife. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> um, oh wow! Okay, I got her a pie cake. it's a cake baked into a, or pie baked into a cake. Anyway, order online. It looks delicious. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna eat it for breakfast tomorrow. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> All right, this is. I think Earl, you're gonna get a tick. You're gonna really like this one. It's a text from Jim in Riviera Beach, and he says, "I just found out that I can listen to your program on my Alexa device." And I said, "Hey, that's cool. What did you say? Alexa, play Earl and Cars." He said, "Yes." He didn't listen to all of it, uh, but I think you're able to watch, uh, get past and present shows. I prefer to watch on my phone. So you can wow. tell Alexa yeah. to play Earl on Cars, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got wall-to-wall Alexas around the house. Nancy and I have so many Alexas that they hear each other. So uh, you ask Alexa to do something, and you hear like a chorus of Alexas all around the house speaking back. <laughs> it's kind of confusing. In the, I think wait. there's a setting you can Definitely do to, to fix that. Yeah. When you're yeah. not at home, they talk to each other, you know. I do, yeah. About, about you. Yeah, well, what's the first thing we say when we get up in the morning, honey? Alexa. Alexa, turn on the bedroom lamp. Alexa, turn on the tea kettle. Exactly. Oh, I need to do that for my tea kettle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, John is calling us from Palm Beach, West Palm Beach. And uh, welcome back, John. Hey, hello. Hello. Uh, good Saturday to you. Um, John, uh, John, the previous caller with the one talking about the electric cars. Uh-huh. He, I guess it's a public service announcement or whatever. But um, he mentioned the, the the charging stations, like at the airport and at the malls. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I just wanted to warn, or just give a heads up, that if you use those devices to charge up your phone, yeah, it's free, but. Uh, may not be in your best interest or a good idea unless you have a strong VPN or something because when you plug your phone in, you don't know what they're pulling off. Just like when we pull into your dealership, I drive in backwards to the service department so you can't read my license plate to pull that soft credit report. Yeah, 
We don't have one of those, by the, the way. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't. You we do, do have not. or don't. We do not have that. You don't. Oh, okay, no. very so good. So you can I'm drive. You can. You can. Then. You can nose in t- uh, next time. <laughs> so you're uh, the guy that's back uh, in the service drive. We're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I got a, I got a, I got a, a solution for it because you got I, Rick's attention. Yeah, I know Rick's like, what's going on? Rick might have installed a license plate scanner that I don't know about, but I don't think he would do that. Um, yeah, the, I'm learning about it a lot because I just I'm got this Tesla. So we do have charging stations at the dealership. They're made by ChargePoint, and they're like they're all over the country. And you get a ChargePoint account, and then you you know attach a credit card to it, and you can go. Some places charge, some places it's free. Um, they also send you like a credit card, like a little like a ATM little card that you can use, which you don't have to use your phone if you're going to use the, um, the charge point stations. You just hold up this card that's not attached to your phone, so that way they can't go in and read your inner thoughts. Hey, we can monitor how many electric uh, cars there are by how many. Uh, we will have a, mm-hmm. a record of that. Oh, we have a total, yeah. We get that information. We'll talk about it next week. I can pull up on the screen, but it's not that often because we haven't been visible yeah. on the map, so oh. we haven't. The other, other reason is, like, it's mainly probably for our electric cars. Um, because you don't want to like a bunch of uh, those spots taken up, um, but um, there's all sorts of things you can charge for. You can have, make it reservation only. You, there's, it's really cool. We're going to figure out the best way we can do it. Um, but yeah, you don't have to use your phone when you charge, at least on that on that model. John. Well, well, what I what I was what I was talking about is those charging stations where you know you take you put your phone in mm-hmm. and it charges it because you don't have a. Charger oh, the phone chargers. I thought we were talking about electric yeah, car chargers. <laughs> No, not the electric. I got electric cars on the brain. Plug it in. <laughs> well, I, I didn't think about that till you you had said that. But yeah. whatever information you plug into your yeah. electric car and you start charging, they can pull that. But it was the, those electric phone charger stations that you don't have. When you plug into that, they yeah. can pull the information off your phone, and you have to be careful of what you have on your phone. And we, you know, we keep passwords in that. Yeah. But it's just uh, like I said. It's yeah. fine. I, I didn't, not, I didn't know that. I, I'm amazed. I, I, I don't know how they do that. We have the charger stations at the dealership, too. Yeah, but I think what he's talking about Fire are chargers. these uh, special machines that you put your phone and you lock it in, and it charges your right. phone. Not but with it's, a, not it a plug in. Right. Oh, you he's walk not away. talking about okay. plugging into an electrical oh, output okay, on the okay. wall. Yeah, sure. They look like a vending machine sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've never seen one. Well, I've never put my phone in one of those, yeah. so I wouldn't do it for all sorts no, of reasons. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, and I didn't I, think I, about I the data thing. I just it seems kind of gross. Yeah. Here, so. <laughs> well, John, thank you. That's uh, informative, and uh, now I know who's been backing on my service drive. <laughs> And, uh, I'll say hi to you next time. That must that must be John. No, you'll never know because now he now he knows that we're not we're not scanning. So then it's okay. We're going to be watching for you, John. I'll tell you what, John. I promise, if we ever do it, I will announce it on the air that we're scanning. Yeah. But we we haven't done it yet. Very good. Well, that's it for me. We'll see you guys later. Call right. again, John. We love you. Bye bye. Okay, folks. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think Rick has some YouTubes for us. I've got a couple here. Uh, the first one's a little long, but it's I'm going to read it word for word because it, uh, it's from Ben Chesterman, the guy in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, will, it, uh, will I be able to finish my mystery shopping report? I think so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, basically, he says, wholesale prices went up uh, for American cars from corporation is we have a 5% custom duty in Australia at port, which pushes up the car prices once imported. Uh, he said, let's see, I'll, I'll cut through a little bit of this. Um, he says the media that he's noticed 
mentions turnover costs, not net profit after regulations, business tax, and purchase taxes. And he says his business has been breaking even for the last three years, but in his belief, he feels it's a, a government issue with the American government causing their prices to run higher. Uh, then he goes on to say with electric cars, he says they're hand-built, which is why they're expensive. Well, most of them now are, are machine-built. Uh, but electric cars are a pain to fix. He says, we got a Camry hybrid at auction they couldn't fix, even after sending it to a special mechanic. And he says, uh, let's see, just kind of finish this off, just portions of it. Uh, basic Tesla Model S in Australia is $130,000 base price, which I actually looked it up for here. Base price on a Model S is around 75000 to 80000 here in the U.S. And Donovan comes in with, with an iPhone. When you plug in at a public charger, the phone will only allow power. You have to tell the phone to allow for data. So what the caller is saying doesn't really matter for an iPhone. And a VPN won't fix that because VPNs are for Internet access. Uh, Android, however, could be a different story. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. But we're kind of straying a bit with the phone charging thing. It's yeah, and the yeah. exporting from Australia. Yep. So uh, I think I'll just skip that, and uh, we'll go back to. Uh, okay, we're going to go back to the phones, and uh, we have Dick giving us a call from Jupiter, and uh, he's called us before. Welcome back, Dick. Oh, good morning. How y'all doing? Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, calling. Uh, I just give a little background. I um, happen to be a graduate engineer. And I own a Tesla for two years. Well, good for you. I wanted to respond to Howard as an interesting caller, but I believe he's putting out some erroneous information. Mm -hmm. Number one, uh, batteries are manufactured in the United States for Tesla cars. Mm -hmm. He has his own battery factory. He mm -hmm. allowed that all battery uh, electric cars are coming from China. Well, that, that, that's not the case. Okay, that's good. I didn't know. I'm, I'm glad you cleared that up. I thought they were made in the United States too, and uh, I'm glad you checked on that. Now he's even building more factories, and he's got a new design battery. They're building a factory for that. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, if you check into the data, I believe the safety record for Tesla outstrips anything. Mm -hmm. If mm -hmm. you go look at the entire spectrum. Yeah. As an engineer, you, I know you appreciate uh, the Tesla, and. Uh, and my son's driving one. Uh, Nancy and I almost bought one. Uh, I think it's uh, one of the most amazing automobiles ever made. And I think uh, Elon Musk might be nutty, but he's a genius. And uh, uh, he's got something here. Even Wall Street's uh, come around. They used to laugh at him. Uh, they used to laugh at the stock. And they used to laugh at the company. And now they're wondering uh, what's going to happen with all the other manufacturers. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. the Tesla is... One hell of a car. He's a gen genuine genius, you're right. And uh, the, I'm the 84, and I bought a lot of cars over the years. <clears throat> I think maybe one to you once or twice. But uh, anyway, um, the, the Tesla is absolutely the best car I've ever driven, and it's fun every time you get in it. It's yeah. like getting on, I mean, even after two years. Yeah. And I can't, I've got a, a reservation in for one of the pickup trucks because this thing is something else. He can't oh, believe it. It's it, it to, I, I love people that talk I, electric cars need to go drive one. But if you haven't <laughs> driven one, yeah. don't talk. I, I love hearing it from a 84-year-old guy. I'm 80, and uh, you know most of my friends uh, 
are pretty much set in their ways. Uh, you're a guy that evolved and changed with the times, and it's not easy, is it? Uh, it's you know, we're, no. uh, you, you know, when, when you and I were kids, uh, you know, it was uh, the cars were almost like a different uh, machine, and uh, and we we went through a lot. And from uh, what was, my first car was a 1951 Pontiac. What was your first car? 36 Ford Coupe. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm <run> V8. <laughs> and, and there's just a little bit of difference between that and the Tesla, right? I mean, you know. I'll tell you, <laughs> it's something else. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, you, you've got uh, a full uh, total appreciation of what Elon Musk has done, and I, I love hearing it from an old guy like me. Yeah, the other one, one last point uh, that Howard mentioned about the fires in garages. Um, the only Teslas that uh, have problems with fires is the ones that make the headlines. Mm-hmm. Other gas cars burn like crazy every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, it's not a good, uh, not a good data point. Excellent point. Excellent point. The, yeah. uh, uh, by the way, also I have a. I've been following Tesla since almost day one. I'm I'm a retired rocket engineer. Oh. So the SpaceX side is my thing too. Good for you. I've been wow. following it daily since day one, and um, just thought I'd make a couple comments and enjoy talking with you. I'd and love to have I you have call the, again. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm an electric car fan, so if. Uh, Something comes up that I can explain the electric cars. I'm pretty far into it. Is your name, did you, was your, I heard your name is Skip. Is that your name? Uh, Dick. Dick. Uh, and I just want to thank you. Um, you know, I, I graduated. I have a, uh, I majored in physics in school, and I was an electronics engineer uh, back in uh, the early 60s. And so you and I have a similar background back when uh, uh, computers were as big as your house. And and uh, <laughs> pro- programming was with uh, punch yeah, cards. Yeah, build a house and put a super air conditioning system. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it, it up. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and you and I uh, have, uh, are, we're privileged to see the world change like no other piece of time in history. And uh, you were able to go from almost uh, the dark ages into the age of enlightenment. And, and we're not even halfway there. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. You're like me, you grew up with a slide rule. There you go. I I got a I got a slide rule at home. I still have it in my um, in my office, and uh, yeah. it was a, a, a K and E log log duplex Desi trig. Oh yep, I had the same one. <laughs> nobody nobody knows uh, what that is except you and me. Uh, I know the first uh, the first pipe computer I got was a, a HP. Uh-huh. And it was 395 bucks. It wouldn't do much more than that. Some track wouldn't even take logs. And I thought I'd give my right arm for one of yeah. those things. Hey, you, you and I need to get get together and have lunch and swap lives. I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to talk great. to you personally. Yeah, we could do that. You could, yeah. Please call again for sure. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks, my friend. Bye bye. Thanks, Dick. Don't be a stranger. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Don't forget www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We'd love to hear from you on that link. Works out of YouTube, I think. Yeah, uh, Nagin1 has a fantastic comment here. Who? He's this Nagin1, uh, one of our regulars on YouTube. How do you here. spell that? N E G A N. Oh, I thought That's you said naked. It's Nagin. Okay. You said naked. It's Nagin. Oh, no, no, not that. Uh, I live in a small town in Arizona that is building the Lucid cars. The factory is huge. The cars, they are fast. I see the prototypes driving in town. Hmm. The factory is starting production in two weeks. Hmm. So I just I had to look this up, see what it was. Lucid is a luxury electric car 
starting around $70,000 with a over 500 mile range Ooh. and over 1,000 horsepower on this electric car. Never heard of it. It's a brand, apparently a brand new electric car that's starting production in two weeks. Wow, cool. Well, we'll, check, is we'll check that out. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's uh, go. We have a text here from, uh, from Matt in Connecticut. And he says, I'm going to buy out my 2018 Colorado lease. Uh, the, uh, the dealer wants me to pay for an inspection because they're required to, he says. It will cost me $120. Are these inspections just another way to get me to do service? And like, so that's from Matt in Connecticut. Um, I don't know if it, by law um, how it varies by state. Uh, for example, we, well, we don't charge for this, but if somebody's buying out their lease, we still do a safety inspection because when, we, when they buy out their lease, they're actually buying it we'll, on record as the selling dealer. So if there was any sort of liability, we just want to make sure that if, even if it was an unknown one. Now, we don't charge for that. Other dealers, we used to, I think 100 years ago, we charged $100. Uh, so most dealers are probably charging around that. Our reason is just because we want to go on record that it's a safe car before we are on record as the selling dealer. I don't know if that's the motivation or if it's a scam other dealers use to charge more money. I think $100 for an inspection is not an unreasonable amount to charge, or $120, um, but I don't know if that's they're backed by law in Whether um, it's legal or not, I think it's stupid. Um, I think to that, uh, especially today. Well, to charge or to do an, a safety inspection? To, to charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. charge. Yeah. The reason I say it's stupid is because today, with high prices of used cars, and especially lease returns, the dealers are begging to have those lease returns. If they can get the lease return and buy it at the residual value, oftentimes now, because of the inflated price of used cars, the residual value is a bargain. Right. But these are for people who are buying the car and leaving in the car. So they're not buying for used car inventory. They're, the, the, the reason he's, he's uh, just understands is because he's buying his own car. And yeah. he's going to leave in it. He goes, why do I have to inspect it, pay to have inspected? Well, I, I understand that. Yeah. But, the, the, but the, I'm just saying that the dealer that charges for it is scaring away people yeah. that, you know, dissuade. Oh, that's uh, a bad it, idea. Yeah. yeah, if I had a lease car and uh, I had to take it back to a Honda dealer and uh, Ed Morris Honda was going to charge me $120 to inspect my car, but uh, Greenacres Honda was not going to charge me anything, uh, I would go to the dealer that didn't charge me anything, and then that dealer would have an opportunity to buy my car, but maybe below market. No, no, the whole th thing is he, the guy's buying his but own they car. Don't, uh, you and I are arguing, okay. but uh, he doesn't know who wants to buy their car and who doesn't. Who? So if he posts, the dealer. Oh, okay. See, if the dealer posts online that we have a charge of $120. Yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> well, I know, but they, if they call on the phone, they say yes, and they don't know when a person calls on the phone whether or not they're going to buy their car. Interesting. I get to your thing on a different order. You're on a different level. Now I understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Understanding is a beautiful thing. <laughs> we are going to go to our first female new caller, and that's Melissa. Congratulations, Melissa. You won yourself $50. Thanks for calling Earl Stewart on Cars. Welcome. Hi. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, oh. Very much. Um, one question I had was, how long um, does the Tesla battery hold up in cold weather? Uh, much better today than usual. I mean, they've uh, they have the most, arguably the most advanced battery, and uh, uh, I'm I'm going to uh, throw a number out here. I don't know. I would say that even in very cold weather, it's only going to hit the uh, uh, the amount of uh, charging time uh, by maybe. Uh, um, cost you a few hours and, and 
Yeah. yeah. I know that it, has, it warms the battery because I know in the ludicrous plus mode on the car, which I'm too afraid to try, it heats up the battery for better battery performance. So I imagine um, it, there's some, but that uses power as well. So I don't know what it reduces it by, but it definitely does. Just, just a quick yeah. nerd point Thank here. You. Uh, Lexus now calls their ludicrous mode plaid, plaid and plaid plus from Spaceballs. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. we're, we're digressing. Plaid. We have a <laughs> call sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask uh, Google uh, after we get off the phone, and we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, <laughs> announce it on the show because I don't know the actual amount. And I guess it also depends on battery because. Uh, like the the one that I'm you know playing around with right now is it's the long range so when it's off it's like 350 360 miles range on a charge but there's ones you know Model Y some of the other ones um, have a have a lower range so I, I know they use different batteries. Melissa, when the cars first <laughs> electric cars first came out, it was about a 50 percent penalty oh. and and if you lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, you were in serious trouble during the winter. Right. And but since then, uh, I think they retained close to 90 percent of their range even in cold weather. Great point. Hey, um, Melissa, uh, can you answer this question? Uh, are you ready? for an electric car? Oh, absolutely. Um, actually, the other day, I went into the Lucid Museum. Uh, I know they're not, they're, they're getting ready for production, but it's kind of Tesla's competitor. Can you guys comment on what you think about that okay. new car, the Lucid? Yeah, uh, Rick was just talking about yeah. it. Yeah, well, and we didn't even hear about it until five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Negan One just put another comment here that he says, Lucid is going to be running a commercial Tonight during Saturday, yeah, Saturday late night, yeah, Saturday late night or whatever the SLN, uh, when Elon Musk is hosting the show, yeah, they're gonna run their yeah. commercial yeah. while he's I, doing the host. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's gotten a I, lot of press. Here's something I, I want to give you a little tidbit that you guys probably this is something we didn't even know. The group that I was with, that you know, we all have generators to power our house if the light goes out etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. you can take your car your lucid car and actually power your home yeah if the power went out cool like, yeah you could do that with tesla too how cool yep. is that? Mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool oh, yeah. okay well <laughs> yeah but i just thought you know that's something uh something you don't even think of right in terms of your car <laughs> and you don't need about running yeah, your car in the garage with the door closed either that's right. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, a, what an amazing time, Melissa, isn't it? I mean, gosh, here we are sitting talking about electric cars. We were talking about those a couple of years ago, and there were so many people who really weren't interested. And let me tell you what, the list has gotten very long of the consumers that are very interested in electric car. I am. Well, I think if you fast forward, we're all, we all can say yes to this, but I feel like um, remember the show The Jetsons? I'm kind of dating myself, yeah. mm -hmm. but it was a. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know. Yeah. Like, Hello, that's that's Nancy. That's how I'm going to come over, and we're going to have we're going to put on face masks <laughs> and go and go. Hey, I'm coming over for a petty, and I come over with my car, and I just pull up, <laughs> and I just get out. I like that. And, you do that I very well. I like the way you roll. That's better. Rick, Rick tried that last week, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, Thanks well, this for has been fun. Maybe, maybe I should call in every Saturday. Please do. Like yeah. Five minutes. I think that's a great idea. We'll give you your own segment. Yeah. We, we, I uh, have a uh, – hey, I, I have you plugged in my phone now, so it might not – it's going to be hard not to call you. Oh, thank uh -oh. you so much. That's great news. <laughs> 
Uh, Melissa, Appreciate it was it. a pleasure. Have a beautiful Mother's right. Day. Yes, you too. Okay. Thank, well. you. Thank you so much. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to Stu. Okay, got a text. It says, chiming in on the EV controversy. Currently, China controls 75% of the EV battery market, but the U.S. is poised to make inroads, especially if infrastructure gets passed. And there's a follow-up text. Also, prices will keep coming down as competition keeps rising, and we can see that nearly every manufacturer is entering the market. Production, competition, demand, and a big government push to clean energy will drive prices way down. And one of the biggest problems, uh, I hate to digress, but uh, with electric batteries is the ecological problem. And that problem will, too, be solved. Yeah, a whole and, industry is going to have yeah, to Yeah, I mean, well, there's also the issue of the uh, rare earth elements that are made in China. Uh, there's also the issue of the of slave labor using to mine some of these elements. And there's a, how do we dispose of the batteries. There's a lot of real uh, issues that need to be addressed, but they're going to be addressed. All we need is one lithium asteroid, yes, and then, then yes. we're good. And we're gonna, they're going to be addressed, and they're going to be solved. And like it or not, uh, the electric car is coming, and the autonomous car is coming, and uh, that's the way it's going to be. And, and, and it will be done clean, it will be done economically, uh, it will be done efficiently, and uh, it will be a huge improvement on our lives. Yes, going places. Uh, we are going to go to back to the phones where Mimi is holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Mimi. Welcome back. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much. It's so nice to know you're there when I need you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, I have a 2008 Dodge Grand Caravan, and what happens is now, well, I made a pretty uh, fast turn, um, I guess faster than it's used to. I, my, my Mercury could make very good turns. <laughs> anyway, the, the um, ABS and the car with the swervy marks came up on the dash, and there was a beep, a couple of beeps. Anyway, so um, I was trying to be more careful after that and slow down before the curbs curved. And then um, it did it again, but I didn't go on a curve. It was more like um, going over potholes. And then it started to beep on me and show up on the dash every time I went over one of those uh, bumps for slowing us down. Mm -hmm. And now it just stays on. The little ABS uh, sign and the cars with the swervy lines. It's, it doesn't beep anymore. It's, I just see it when I start the van. It's still there. So I needed to know um, what do you think is going on? My first thought is you probably have a wheel speed sensor that started to get a little uh, some resistance issues. Maybe the sensor started to go bad and maybe it was just coincidence that it was on a curve or maybe that pressure maybe caused something to, to get damaged in the wiring or something. Uh, but you're gonna need to go to a, a good mechanic that can pull the codes on it and find out what's going on with your ABS system. Uh, most likely, I would bet it's gonna be one of the wheel speed sensors and the codes would verify that, of course, and they'd be able to get that taken care of for you. Is this an expensive job? It depends on what they find. Um, with, without knowing what codes are in there, if it's just a sensor, it could be as little as three to $400. Um, if it's something more major, 
ABS systems can get very expensive. It could be a couple thousand dollars if there's a problem with the computer. Is there any way that she could uh, uh, get a, a free uh, diagnosis uh, at uh, like a, a, a parts store or auto parts store? Uh, unlikely, because most ABS codes, you can't get those with just those little generic pullers. I got you. You'd have to go to a mechanic that has a, a full scan tool. Mm -hmm. And then ask ahead of time uh, what it's going to cost for the diagnosis, the scan, and then you'll have, you'll have that charge you're going to be stuck with. And then you can make a decision once the diagnosis is made about the repair where you can shop uh, different uh, uh, mechanics to find where you get a, a fair price. Okay, well, thank you so much. You're always very informative. I appreciate it. Oh, Have thank a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks, thank Melissa. you, Mamie. Give us a call thank again. You. We love Bye. hearing from you. Oh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Let me mention one thing before we get off her question. Uh, in the very latest issue of Consumer Reports, oh, Nancy's got it right there. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the uh, June issue. I hate it when the date of the, the magazine so far in advance. The June issue excellent article on cars and their reliability uh, and, and the maintenance costs and repair costs. They also have estimates of the different types of repairs. So if you have to have something like Melissa was talking about, uh, I haven't read the article complete, completely because it just came in yesterday, but it shows you approximations of what different um, repairs cost, uh, brakes and so on and so forth. So it gives you a starting point, and then when you get a bid from a mechanic or your dealer as to what this process on the transmission, air conditioning, or whatever it be, you might be able to check consumer reports to get what a fair price is. Yeah, okay. that, that's the uh, June edition. June, yeah. Yeah, and uh, as Earl said, uh, there's so much information in the last couple of, well, there's always great information in consumer report, but the last couple of uh, consumer reports have really hit home uh, meaning on, on some of the uh, topics that we've covered here, uh, but uh, there there's so many consumers that go out there and purchase a vehicle, and they don't think about um, the comfort of the passenger seat. That's number one, and we've talked about that a lot. Number two, what it's going to cost you to keep that car on the road, and those are really some you know topics that you should really factor in when you're purchasing leasing a vehicle uh, just just a heads up but that June edition is uh, fantastic and the May uh, the April edition is going to give you a lot of information on used cars and uh, the uh, well cars that are under twenty thousand dollars so we're going to go back to Stu or no we're not we're going back to the phones and uh, boy, we're moving fast that's all right <laughs> that's good radio how did, how did Mimi do that I don't know no that wasn't Mimi <laughs> I think it was Melissa. Oh, that was Melissa. I think so. Oh, Rick does it better. <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, I love Got the it. Doppler effect in there. Nice. Okay, we're going to go to Kent, who's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Kent. Good morning. Thank you for your service. I have a two-part question. We encouraged the granddaughter up in Ohio to buy a used Corolla. It's a 2015 it has 50,000 miles on it, and it was in need of a battery. And um, one of the local stores put the battery in for her. And because it sits outside in the cold, and she's now 
uh, online learning in her senior year of high school, she doesn't have a chance to turn that engine over more than uh, I, I would say she forgets to do it. And the car sits for a couple weeks and goes out and it's a dead battery. And that battery has been uh, recharged in the house with the battery charger about four times now and we have the same occurrence. Should I worry that it's something more than um, just the battery that's dying because of the cold? Uh, what, what, what do you feel about it? Uh, it sounds to me like if it's sitting for several weeks and going dead, that that's actually just the normal draw on the battery. Uh, what you might consider is a trickle charger that would keep a small charge going into the battery. Uh, there are even some you can buy that have a solar panel that you can mount in the back window. So as long as you're getting some sunlight on the car, it would help to keep that battery charged up. Hmm. So when you're driving okay, around, now, you're charging your battery. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, if, if that was not it, is there something that would draw on a new battery? Would it be an alternator not recharging it? Or is there some electrical thing I should be concerned about? Uh, again, be because it's sitting for so long, the, the certain computers have to keep their memory alive. So the you know there's always going to be a, a small draw on the battery. Uh, but if your alternator was to have a problem, normally it would put an indicator light on the dash. But otherwise, if you stop in at a local parts store, they can actually put a, a scanner on the battery, basically. And while the car is running, it will tell them if the alternator is producing properly and charging the battery. Excellent. I wanted to know That's free, that. though. No charge. You've answered, free. Part, you've answered part one. Part two. I'm a Scotty Climber fan. I have a billion people on YouTube. I watch him, and uh, it's encouraged me to look at the Toyota line more than any other car. Now, I've had a Prius for 10 years, and he's saying that when you reach that 10-year period on that battery, on that Prius, you should have a concern. Do you guys agree with him on that? Uh, pretty much Prius is... Well, that's the, a warranty limit, so that's a good time yeah, that's, to worry about. Yeah, that's him. where you're reaching the end of the warranty. But one thing well, to bear on... You're, you're the, out of the warranty at 10 years. Yeah, right? it's getting to the end of it. Um, the hybrid battery on that, we've seen that most of them, the lifespan is somewhere around in the range of 150 to 200,000 miles. So at 10 years with the age and the mileage, it may be time to start looking at uh, trading that one in, looking at a different car. What's the replacement cost on a rebuild now? Uh, hybrid battery from a dealership is going to run you probably around 3500 So you got to be a $3,500 hit if you had to replace that battery, and then you have to look at the value of your 10-year-old hybrid and then a Prius, as you said, and uh, make, yeah, a, make a decision. Yeah. yeah. So good advice and i will heed to that thank you for taking my call and have a nice day same oh, you thank you have a great weekend bye Ken. Bye. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 uh Sh charlene uh texts me and uh, uh rick she she asked if she gets into her friend's highlander and charges her phone does all of her uh, information from her phone uh, get down? Nope. No. Uh, nope. She's, she was convinced that all of her information was being put into the her friend's Highlander. No. 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 Ain't going to happen.com. With the charge. 
Oh, there you go, Charlie. You're safe. Whatever you <laughs> have, answer, whatever yeah. you're carrying in your phone, it did get it didn't get downloaded. Right. Unless somebody added her phone to the the system and then prompted it to sync contacts and information, you have to go through a whole process to add it. So yeah, it wouldn't happen spontaneously. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, when Nancy plugs her phone in, uh, to, uh, she's in the car with me uh, because she's on already set up. Yeah, it's already set up. Yeah. Uh, so you can. Uh, but you have to be, as Stu says, you have to be connected before that. Yeah, you Just have to go through a setup process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what happens whenever I do get into your car and try to charge my phone before you charge yours? When you're, every because time you're, you're eliminated. Every time your daughters call me when I'm driving, I hear the phone ringing mm -hmm. all the time. That's right. No, I don't think that was the problem. But anyway, <laughs> that's another show. All right, we have some anonymous feedback. Um, okay, what is the reason that car dealers need to know your age? Do seniors get a tax break in Florida? Answer is no. And the reason for it, at first I was thinking, you know what? Unless you're doing a credit application, you don't really need that, but that's not true. So in Florida, at least, your registration, your vehicle registration is renewed on your birthday every year. So the state, the DMV needs to know what your birthday is. Oh, so they renew. the month, they don't need to know the year. Uh, the year is, but I think the other issue is probably because computer fields, it calls for a birthday, and if you put in an invalid thing, it probably wouldn't accept it. But it's not required to buy a car. I mean, to actually just buy a car. You don't even have to have a driver's license to buy a car. What requires the uh, birth year? Um, I'm not sure on the year. I just know that yeah. you also supply your, uh, you don't have to supply your driver's license unless you're doing a uh, loan. Uh, if you're just buying the car straight out, you don't need that. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I just know that the reason they want the birth, your birthday, month mm -hmm. and day, is yeah. because of the registration. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, more anonymous feedback. Um, this is directly for uh, Earl Stewart Toyota question. It says, that does a new car transferred as part of a dealer inventory swap qualify for your Tires for Life program? Yes, all new and used Toyotas qualify for the Tires for Life program no matter where we get them or how we get them. Um, more anonymous feedback. Earl, what in your opinion is the absolute worst stay away car on the roads today? Stay away from buying type of car? That's how I interpret it. Yeah. Uh, gosh, that's tough. It's, uh, I'd say Fiat. Nancy's got the answer right there in that magazine. Yeah, it's we we definitely have. I mean, there's uh, so much information, like I stated earlier, you know, about what to buy, what not to buy, and prices. And it's definitely worth your while to pick up your consumer report because it got the, as Stu said, the best and the worst. Mm -hmm. The Fiat Cars, is, trucks, and SUVs. The Fiat is the Yugo of the 21st century. <laughs> it's a shame. That's such a storied history, you know. They've been around for probably well, even, 100 even years. Even Fiat admitted, Chrysler admitted it, because they, you know, they're backing way off. Uh, they came out. They required dealers to build separate showrooms for the Fiat and oh, yeah. invest a lot of money, and, and nobody bought any Fiat. <laughs> Enforced the dealers to even lengthen the name from Chrysler, Dodge, <laughs> Fiat, Ram, Jeep. You know, it's like, come on, yeah. let's shorten that thing. All right, we have this is a feel-good um, anonymous feedback. Um, Earl, I listen to your shopping reports each week, and it seems odd how some dealers make it so unpleasant. This is my experience buying the new 2021 Toyota Corolla LE a week ago from a Toyota dealer in Bloomington, Minnesota. Picked the vehicle and started the process online three days before Saturday and told them up front I would be writing a check, and the salesman did all the work to have it ready to sign, pay, and drive on the following Saturday. MSRP, 20497 
2000 in rebates, state sales tax, $1,200 and change, total license and fees, $339. That's it. No dealer installed options. Numbers are from the bill of sale. They registered the car online with the state of Minnesota and received the license plate number. They had a machine that could stamp the license plate number, so they installed the license plates and floor mats when they sent the car back for a detail. The salesman then took me to the car, explained things, and paired my smartphone to the car. The entire process took less than one hour. And you've just described what car buying should be. And if it weren't so cold in Minnesota, right, I'd we, move there. We'd encourage all of our listeners to relocate uh, to the What's the uh, name of the dealership? To the Bloomington. Uh, yeah, can you tell us the name? We'd like to give them a, a plug. It's it's in Bloomington, Minnesota. Oh, so Minnesota, yeah, Bloomington. I would, I would say there's probably only one car dealer, a Toyota dealer in uh, Bloomington, Minnesota, so yeah, Probably go there. Bloomington Toyota, that is the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. So go there. Go to their website. Google them and buy your Toyotas you know, from there. I, that feels so good to hear that because sometimes I think there aren't any honest car dealers. And I'm, you know, yeah. I, I don't we really know, yeah. mean that. But feels like it. It's just so nice to hear. Please tell us good positive experiences like we just heard if you had a pleasant experience wherever you are we need balance please, please call we need balance because the lately the mystery shopping parts are getting ugly yeah. <laughs> we yeah. need we need something to cheer us up but you did something right too you did it online and you talked about what you had to write your checkout for and you started that process outright not to say that this dealer wouldn't have done it anyway that way but you start the process and, and, and try to complete the process, except for picking up the car online. You are, your, your chances of getting a fair price, honest price, are enhanced a thousand percent. That's right, and I've located the dealer. It is Walzer Toyota in Bloomington, Minnesota. Walzer, W-A-L-S-E-R. We love you, Walzer. Folks, if, you're living, if you live up there, give them a shot. See, that's free advertising for Walzer, and they deserve it. Yes. Of Absolutely. <laughs> you know, back to Consumer Report. Gosh, I love this magazine. Uh, can you believe the Consumer Report, uh, how they shine? Uh, they tested uh, these vehicles for tall and short drivers. I mean, how sweet is that? Mm -hmm. How many of us have gotten into a vehicle, including myself, and became very uncomfortable because of the seat, the pedal, and mm -hmm. all of that? Pick up that June edition. And also, as Stu said earlier, they've got the best and the worst top picks that uh, you can take a look at before you run out there or purchase your vehicle. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Well, I'm impressed with Walzer. I'll get off their website. They use the same website provider as we do. Oh. Very nice website. <laughs> More anonymous feedback. Um, good morning. Does Toyota make their own hybrid battery, or do they buy it from another company? I heard, I thought I heard Ford is going to make their own hybrid battery. Yeah, Toyota has a joint venture with Panasonic. It's called um, Prime Earth EV. It's made in, in Japan, not China, and so they do make their own hybrid batteries. Those are the nickel hydride, the ones that are currently. The lithium ions, I'm not sure where that would be. Probably Panasonic, because they make those. Now, Toyota got a late start in the auto autonomous field also and they just bought Lyft you know the the other Uber Lyft mm -hmm. uh, bought their uh, autonomous car division and then they're going to be a uh, they're ba basically f they felt behind and they're going to have to be buying software companies uh, and of course they'll take over then they'll end up being the primary uh, prime mover of all the the things they buy can I I want just a little little thing on the Tesla is kind of cool um, it's not a commercial for Toyota but 
in the Tesla, the um, autopilot that's in there, the one I'm driving, it's pretty cool. Um, it's not full self-driving. It doesn't like start and stop and navigate, but you basically tell it to put into autopilot and it'll steer as you go down the road, follow the lanes. It'll slow down with cars in front of you and um, it's pretty cool. Um, that's already in. That's the same thing in some of the Toyota cars that we have. It's called um, Lane Trace. It does the exact same thing. It goes from a stop to a start, and it follows traffic. So autonomous cars, you might even be driving one that has a feature you haven't tapped into yet. Yeah. So there's, there's, it's a different level of it, but it's pretty cool, and it's already here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, last text, and that's good because we're approaching 930. It says, so now that the U.S. auto industry, including the unions, has requested Congress to prioritize and fund the chip shortage. What, in your opinion, Earl, are the odds something will be done? And that's from Brad B. I, uh, I alluded earlier in the show that I'm forecasting the chip shortage will be uh, essentially over by the end of 2021 and that we will have the reverse situation of a surplus of vehicles and the prices will plummet. So. Uh, that's a prediction. I don't have 100% certainty of that. But as I said earlier in the show, if you don't need to buy a car today, postpone it until the end of this year. You've got two things going for you at the end of the year. You have the 2022s that are coming out, and you also have uh, the possibility of a great availability so you're not exploited. Today, I promise you, you're going to be paying a record price for a used car and a record price for a new car because of supply and demand, and the supply is minimal on new and used cars. It's a seller's market. The, the dealers are in control, and they are their deviousness and tricks to get you in the door. Bait and switch advertising will be something like you've never seen before. They don't have the largest car dealership, the largest uh, Toyota dealership in the world uh, is, in, is uh, t- at, this, at this time is in uh, 45 minutes south of here. <laughs> yeah, is Al Hendrickson Toyota. And I believe they have 45 cars on the ground? No, they have like 120 ish as of a and couple of days. And normally they ago. have 1,000. Easy. Yeah. So uh, they have one tenth of their normal inventory. And uh, well, I know what it is. We have 45 more, more cars than they do. Yeah. And so uh, uh, they are an example of what's going on here. Un- I've never seen anything like this, a shortage. I like, we haven't seen a shortage like this for years and years and years. This this dwarfs back the last big one that really affected uh, Toyota, but other uh, Japanese manufacturers. That was in the tsunami mm-hmm. in March 2011, and that was the last time we remember like a big. Well, sorry, the last time was when there was production shut down because of, uh, of the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, last spring and uh, going into the summer. But or if I want to go fly, way back as a Toyota dealer, is when they. Um, uh, hit a huge tariff on all yeah. on all imports. Is that in the eighties? I had I had one car uh, on my on my. That was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one car. Oh boy! All right, well, I we, think we're ready. We sold that one for a ton of money. I bet though. you did. You sold it for <laughs> seven hundred thousand dollars. We made the whole month. Got a real sucker in there. <laughs> that's the extreme example of supply and demand. Yeah, that's, that, could, that could happen. All right, we're ready for it. The mystery shopping report. Okay. I got the phones turned off? Yes, the phones are turned off. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's your turn to vote on the Mystery Shopping Report. And uh, we went out to Graco Chevrolet. So, uh, listen up, and we're going to have a good time with this one. And it's a special Mother's Day edition. Oh, yes, I forgot. 
Mother's Day edition, a and Mother's they, Day yeah. tribute. And if they were, if you're going to call us, you can still text us because we might have some room at the end of the show to get your text in or anonymous feedback. Mm-hmm. We just uh, the call-in phones are turned down. But, but you, got, you got so much time, you could ad lib all you want. Oh, good. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. All right, our bad boys. This is Stu wrote this, and I complimented him early in the show. This is one of the best uh, uh, short stories. He really did a good job on this. And uh, he's got talent. He's a, he's a good writer. You're making me blush. But it, it's, 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 it's factual. Now, don't get me. I, this is not fiction. This is good, uh, you know, live, real story kind of narration. Our bad boys for the Car Biz Tour continues this week with Greco Chevrolet in Delray Beach, Florida. Last week, our, well, I'm glad you threw Florida in there because people are listening all yeah. over, right? Last week, our investigation of Napleton's North Lake Hyundai uncovered supreme examples of the worst car business has to offer. Deceptive advertising, endless back and forth haggling, and you better sit down for this one, folks. Hang on to your hats. $8,300 in hidden fees. Hidden fees, $8,300. Uh, as, as, you know, we should have an award, you know, a tongue-in-cheek award right. for the greatest amount of hidden fees. i got to think what the trophy will look like. Um, yeah. I think a large screw. I can think, yeah, I was going to say that would be good. <laughs> I thought of something even more Like vulgar. a big gold-plated yeah, screw. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we gave Napoleon's North Lake Hyundai a big, fat, well-deserved F. That was for you, Linda. Yeah. And uh, uh, in our <laughs> years of mystery shopping... A few dealers have known a, shown a knack for coming in under the curve when judged against their peers. Under our grading system, a dealer can get a C for simply avoiding extreme anti-consumer behavior. Getting an F is something special. And Nancy and I were talking about this in the car coming in, and uh, you know she gets adamant. How can we give these people a C when they do this? And I said, listen, if we didn't have passing grades. Nobody should buy a car in Florida. We wouldn't have a list. And people aren't going to leave the state, in most cases, to buy a car. No one's going to Minnesota. No, you know, they should, right. but they won't. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, where am I? Oh, yeah. Check out our rankings on GoodDealerBadDealerList.com. This is the one we're talking about. There aren't a lot of Fs. Out of the 85 dealers listed, that's a lot of dealers, isn't it? Out of the 85 dealers listed, only 11, that's what, 15%? Yeah. I have F grades. Of those, so 85% we passed. Of those 11 Fs, three of them belong to Napleton. That's a pretty big share. Well, considering he has several dealerships too. Yeah. They, I don't think but they still. all went to one, yeah. yeah. No, they're all separate locations. Separate yeah. locations. Curiously, the, uh, the Grecos currently have, every time I say Greco, I think it should be Greek. Uh, Gre- it's Greco. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah. but I just how can you pronounce I.E.? What's his name? He can pronounce it any way he wants to. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the Grecos currently have no failing grades. Greco Chevrolet has a C minus. Greco Ford has a C, and Greco Kia has a C. So they're, they're okay guys and uh, on the curve. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to start using that more often. You know, like uh, people ask me, how is your steak? Uh, I'll give it a C on the curve, but you should you should throw it in the trash can. Right. I mean, it was, I couldn't even chew it. But compared to most, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, why don't we group the Grecos and the Naplins together? Because we have a long memory here at Earl and Cars. Some of the worst mystery shops ever took place at a Greco dealership. 
Our Greco, the Grecos were responsible for the infamous ghost car. Kept being advertised despite serious doubts. There's no doubt. It was positively didn't exist. Right. It was a ghost. I got a hedge here and there to keep us honest. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, all right. It probably was somewhere. Right. They sold it a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway. There was a photograph of it, so yeah. it existed at one point. <laughs> they advertised the car below, uh, below what they paid for it, and they had it at different dealerships at different geographical locations, and we kept sending Couldn't Mr. Shoppers it. out, and they kept sending, using the same car. Just sold. And it was a ghost car. It didn't exist. Anyway. It's true that the last round of Greco Mystery Shops have demonstrated a big improvement in behavior. It's fair to say that these reports have shown that these guys are no worse than the average South Florida car dealer. That's like saying the most honest guy in Sing Sing. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys, these dealerships here in South Florida are, are so bad, you know. Uh, it's depressing. They're so good at being bad. Yeah, it, I'm so <laughs> glad that I'm a car dealer so and I've been there and done that. Because if I moved here from Minnesota, Blooming, Bloomingdale? Bloomington. Uh, Blooming, Bloomington. Bloomington, Minnesota. If I moved here, I'd have a heart attack. I'd move back. Yeah, I'd move back. I would go into a Napleton or a Greco store, and I would pro they'd probably have to resuscitate me. <laughs> I hope they have AEDs yeah. in the dealership. Yeah. That would be unfair of us to keep equating them with the likes of Napleton. We're talking about Greco. If they've truly redeemed themselves. After all, this show is about redemption. That's one of my favorite phrases, stupid, in there. I love that. So we dispatched Agent Lightning to Mystery Shop, the Greco dealership, with the lowest grade on good dealer, bad dealerlist.com, and uh, Greco Chevrolet. They got about seven stores down here now, don't they? Quite in the a South few, yeah. yeah, all in Delray now. Yeah. Here's a report. I was thinking as if I were Agent Lightning, uh, who was our female shopper. Uh, my first step in the investigation of Greco Chevrolet was submitting a request for a price quote for a new 2021 Chevrolet Trailblazer LS. The vehicle was listed online for sale at grecochevroletdelray.com. There wasn't an online price listed as far as I could tell. It seemed like there was a glitch on their site, and it was a very interesting glitch. Uh, we have a picture here, and you can't, you can't see the... Uh, or read it uh, even online, uh, but uh, very interesting. They have the MSRP was 22,975, and the Greco discount was 22,795. Uh, and I assume they were not advertising the car for uh, zero dollars, but who knows? And uh, and they had a cash back of a 11.39, which meant they were going to pay you to take the car. Uh, and uh, right. yeah. we, so we'll give them credit for just a stupid typo. Yeah, there's yeah. something going on there. And uh, you'll see the fine print disclosure is not responsible for typos. So they're even covered on that. I waited for a few minutes. I'm Agent Lightning, the female shopper. I waited for a few minutes before I received a response from Amanda. And that was the online person. She asked for my phone number. I'd intentionally not provide my phone number. And we highly recommend this when you do your online shopping. Either don't give them the phone number or make up a phone number. I responded by stating that I preferred to communicate by email. That was the last I heard from Amanda. And you can see this was an automated service probably, yeah. possibly in the dealership, but more likely an automated service. And uh, they're instructed if they won't give you the phone number, uh, we don't want to hear from them again. So that was it. Phone numbers are vital, especially to the aggressive dealers 
that want to harass you. Years ago, yeah. I remember uh, being at a seminar for best practices for dealers, and they said, you prioritize your internet leads with phone numbers, and you put the ones without to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to get somebody on the phone, and you have a higher chance yeah. of uh, yeah. reeling them in. You have to take away their God-given American right to shop and compare prices. You can't let them have that right uh, to uh, chop your price with another seller of that product, uh, of that car. So uh, you have to get them in the dealership, and you have to take control, and you have to be sure that they don't leave without buying. And if they leave without buying, you have to be sure don't give them your best price. You want them to come back for your best price. That is the M.O. of 99.9% of all car dealers. Um, anyway, I responded, uh, I wouldn't refer to my phone number, I responded by stating that I preferred to communicate by email, that was the last I heard from Mando. Okay, and this is the part I love, <laughs> Mother's Day, tomorrow, our best holiday, truly our best holiday, uh, saluting and, and remembering the most important people on the planet Earth, mothers. Yes. My mom was in town visiting last week. So I took her along to join the mission. She would be the buyer, and I was there to assist. Turning the page. Oh, I can lick my fingers now. I thought <laughs> I had right. my mask on. <laughs> I love that. See, the little things. Yeah. It's the little things. It is the little things. Sneezing, blowing your nose. Right. Picking uh, your nose. Picking your nose. God, I can't believe you said <laughs> that. We arrived at Greco Chevrolet at 11 a.m., and were immediately greeted by Stevens. I don't know. Uh, I, when I wrote it, I heard Stevens in my head. But oh, Stevens. Okay. Okay, Stevens. As we approached the front, that's a strange name. Yeah. Um, as we approached the front door, he asked, "What brought us in?" And my mom, well, we'll call her Agent Mama. This is Stu's work. I mean, I love it. Agent Mama. <laughs> this is my mother, and I'm Agent Lightning. Agent Lightning took her mother, and that's really cool. Uh, Agent uh, Agent Mama said she was re- relocating back in town and need the vehicle right away. I showed Stevens the uh, listing for the Trailblazer on my phone and said Agent Mama had settled on this one. <laughs> he asked us to wait right, uh, right, right where, where, where we could run out. I'm sorry. Oh, right, where we could run. Yeah. Where, where we could Never run. Never mind. Right, yeah, right. on the lot. We yeah. saw him outside looking around. Uh, that was a typo in case I'm not, it wasn't a mini yeah. stroke. I just, uh, a typo. Then he returned and said he'd pick us up in the golf cart in front of the showroom. He turned and ran outside, back outside. Sure enough, Stevens uh, pulled up in the golf cart. Just a few minutes later, he drove us into a large parking garage that the Chevy dealership shares with Greco Ford. So Chevy Ford, and uh, Chevy, I mean, Greco Ford and Greco Chevrolet. On the way, Stevens uh, informed us that the trailblazer we saw, now he, now he tells us, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm talking about, low supply, high demand, microchip problems. The trailblazer they advertised was not in stock. It was in transit. Now, in all fairness, and I think Stu missed this, but it said that on, in microprint, oh, I didn't fine see print, that. on the ad. I missed that. Yeah. On the ad, it said in transit. And you had to have, and of course, I always carry my magnifying glass, uh, but actually I was able to read it with my bifocals. Uh, but nobody else reads it. I'm the only one that reads fine print because that's what I do. I'm the recovering car dealer. He said he hoped it would be there soon. We don't know what that means. But instead, he suggested, let's go see what we can find. Now, this is a car salesman's dream. A real shortage 
bona fide shortage. You've read about it in the newspaper, seen it on television. You know there's a shortage, and he knows it too, because he sells cars on commission, and he doesn't have any cars to sell. So, hang on to your hats. You're going to pay all the money, a lot of money, if you buy a new car today, and they're going to have an excuse. He's going to look you in the eye and say, yeah, this car costs a lot of money, but where else are you going to buy it? We don't have any cars, and neither do the other dealers. So you're out there, and you're asking for it. So I'm just giving you fair warning. Here it goes. Stevens explained that a worldwide microchip shortage is hurting production of new cars. He said everyone is pre-ordering because there are just no cars, and he's telling the truth. He said that Chevrolet, which is rare for a car salesman, uh, yeah, car salesmen love to tell the truth to screw you, and as opposed to having to lie, so he's telling you the truth. Uh, I explained that Ford, Nissan, and Honda are all in the same boat. Stevens was quiet as he drove us around looking for a trailblazer. He couldn't find any. Without a word, <laughs> he turned the golf cart around, began to descend to the ground floor. Didn't say a word. Then he spotted a, a porter, you know, one of the workers that uh, cleans cars and picks up cars and delivers cars, and. Uh, he says, uh, there's no trailblazers. Uh, what tw 2021s do we have that's close to a trailblazer? Uh, th this porter should be getting the commission. I mean, uh, the salesman <laughs> right. ought to know uh, what cars he has yeah. in stock and what cars he doesn't well, have we, in stock. We have a porter that knows better than anybody. That's so. true, yeah. yeah that's and it. we should give him he's a raise. The, he's the right guy. Exactly. Don't mention the name. I'll have to give him a raise. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> it was Willie. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. The porter pointed up and replied, Equinox on the roof. Yeah, telling the salesman what the salesman ought to know. Should know yeah. Stevens drove us up to the roof of the parking garage in our golf cart. We found a new 2021 Equinox LS. Is it Equinox or Equinox? Oh, you got me on the pronunciations okay. again. Which, by the way, sorry, real quick for an interruption. We have a texter uh, from, uh, uh, who sent it to us? Okay. Uh, oh, I missed it. Uh, Scott. Stevens. Sorry, Scott Del Rey says, uh, FYI, Mr. Greco is the father who started the dealership. He always told us it, it's pronounced Greco. When his sons took over, they wanted the name Americanized, so they started advertising it on TV as Greco. Ooh. It's a change. And, yeah. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to have fun with that. All right. Back to Greco Chevrolet. Is, 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 <laughs> is, is Mr. Greco Sr. still alive? I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's alive. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure he's aware. Yeah. If he blessed it. Because I'm going to start saying Greco now. Go ahead. Let's go and back to the Greco Daddy, Chevrolet. <laughs> daddies are always right. That's right. Is that right, Stu? That's absolutely right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go with Greco. Uh, Steve, is that thing? Go ahead, Mr. Start. Huh? Go ahead, Mr. Start. We got Equinox. That was my running jokes when I was a kid when we... When, uh, when my, my sons came along, and people asked me, what are your sons going to call you? I said, boss. Mr. Stewart. <laughs> <We're boss. laughs> Stevens drove us to the roof of the parking garage. Oh, okay, yeah. We found a new 2021 Equinox LS. I just said that, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Well, the next sentence, yeah. Okay, next time, yeah. The MSRP on the one we found was 28280 compared to twenty two. Seven ninety-five for the trail bracer. Okay, it's a bigger, so, it's uh, a bigger, more expensive vehicle. Yeah, that's a six thousand dollars more. Uh, it's a top of the line compared to the trail bracer. Seven said that we'd run into the same inventory situation wherever we went. There you go. Uh, you know, 
you, 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 you might not like the fact we don't have the car you want to want. You might not like the fact that the car I'm showing you is $6,000 more than you want to pay. But if you go anywhere else, they're going to tell you the same thing. And it's probably true. Well, here we go. So and suggest we seriously consider stepping up to the Equinox, especially because Agent Mama needed a car in hurry. <laughs> I can't help it. Every time I say Agent Mama, <laughs> he said, he said the only other option was to order one, and that could take weeks or months. Agent Mama agreed. <laughs> I gotta stop that. I'm getting silly. There was an addendum sticker on the Equinox. It added another fourteen hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> it's already six thousand dollars higher. Here we go. Fourteen ninety-five dollars more. The Greco advanced broker. There you go. Greco. Greco. Yeah. Six ninety five for Clear Shield, Jesus. Uh, Nine ninety five for Zurich, eighty four month paint protection. Uh, smoke and mirrors, BS. Uh, virtually worthless dealer installed accessories, uh, but that's what they are. Rico's asking price was thirty one thousand four hundred sixty five dollars. Stevens seemed to choose up. Maybe that's Americanized too. I don't know because it should be Stevens. His dad uh, might be upset. Could be. By the time we went on to the test drive, he was actually very polite and patiently explained all the features to Agent Mama. I didn't laugh that time. On the test drive, we both asked questions about what kind of discounts, off-list price we could expect, and if there were any manufacturer specials or rebates. Stevens explained he can't really speak to any of that. It's his job to find the right car for us. Sales managers handle the numbers. Isn't that strange? You go into a store, and they don't, they, it's just customary. We're not going to tell you the price. The sales manager knows the price, but he didn't tell me either. So the person you're talking to doesn't know the price, and the only person who knows is the sales manager, and they won't let you talk to him right. until they're ready to let you talk to him. And you still don't talk to him, probably. Uh, he, you, the salesman goes back and forth. And when you really turn up the heat and you're trying to leave, that's when the manager comes out of his hole mm -hmm. and tries to get you to stay there. And you're going to find out, in this case here, later in the report, that they're going to say even the manager doesn't know the price. The business manager, the F&I manager, really knows the price. And now you know you're in trouble. It's all about control. Exactly. The adjusted price was 24603 but then came, I uh, just did all that. Oh, I think you skipped that. Oh, uh, I skipped the uh, experience package. We returned with, to the lot. Yeah. And oh. inside. Oh, yeah. We returned a lot, went back inside, and Simmons went to get the numbers at 11.58 a.m. He was back with a worksheet at 11, uh, 12.19. That wasn't Agent Mama. That was uh, Agent Lightning. Yes, recording. She's got the stopwatch. Yeah. I advised her to, uh, him to pick up the pace because I had kids to go pick up. Uh-huh. That's true. And Stevens apologized. Uh, Stevens apologized. I don't know who was her. The top... <laughs> <laughs> Let's call him Steve. <laughs> Have you been drinking? Did you, did you give me some of those brownies <laughs> that you've been buying? I don't know what it is. The adjusted price was $24,603, but then came the ads. $249, I should do that. I, I think I went through that. And $14.95 market adjustment. Coincidentally, the same price as Greco, experience package. Okay, that's why it sounded familiar. And an $8.99 protection package. This is so ludicrous. Uh, Total purchase price came to twenty-seven thousand two forty-six, but then came more ads: two hundred twenty dollars and forty-five cents in taxable fees, which is another euphemism, a code for dealer fee. Taxable fees. 
It really sounds good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I like that. Tax, I would believe it. Oh, these are our taxable fees. You're not going to say. We, we have no dealer fees. They advertise oh, that. Only taxable Car fees. Car dealers advertise no dealer fees. But we do have taxable fees. And we have a dock fee. Don't have a dealer fee. We have a dock fee. That's eight nine ninety nine. Dealer dock. Yeah. There you go. Total bogus add-ons, $38,621. Okay. Agent Mama read the worksheet, asked me what I thought. I didn't hold back. I called out all the add-ons and accused Stevens of jacking up the price of the car just to make more money on us. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised. You go, girl. I was, I was surprised. By <laughs> Stevens said, with everything going on right now, it's really not much of a markup. <laughs> and he looked her in the eye. Yeah. And it's true. Probably. I mean. C compared to Napleton. <laughs> hey, here, 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 here's the newspaper. Headlines, microchip shortage creates huge uh, supply shortage. A high demand causes high prices. Headlines, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Here. So, yeah, I'm jacking the price up. And that's the way it is everywhere. You might as well buy from me. The other dealers are going to do the same thing to you. And I told you, you shouldn't have been out trying to buy a car anyway today. Okay? Oh, boy. Anybody questioning the fact that I'm a recovered car dealer? No, I'm recovering. Every now and then I lapse, but you got to watch me. Uh, that's, wh that's when we slap you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stevens asked us if we could get those items taken off, would we have a deal? Well, there he's still. He's playing the game. Agent Mama was bold and said, let's see what you got. See what you can come up with. And that we call that back in the day, and if I could, would you? And you tell the salesperson, did you do the if I could, would you? And that is, if I could, and you can fill in the blank. And you can say, the car's below cost, any number you want. If I could do this, would you buy it today? If I could, would you? And that is standard operating procedure. It was in 1968 when I started in the business, and they do it today. This time, however, they only added, okay, did I miss this? The top line was again 28,280 MSRP. The same odd rebate came off, the adjusted price, and uh, this, uh, it was the same 24,603. This time, however, they only added the 249 Zurich Shield BS, the 1495 Market Adjustment BS, and they left off the 899 appearance package. So they had an 899 appearance package and an 899 dock fee? Yeah, uh, 999 dock 999. Fee. Okay, I'm getting my 99s confused. Uh, they added the same other bogus fee, making the out-the-door price $30,033. Kind of a round number there. $986 lower than the first deal they brought us. And, I mean, the confusion. I'm confused. You're confused. Yeah. Uh, that's all part of the equation. Confuse them. If I could, would you? Tell them that there's a microchip shortage. The guy's doing a great job. Uh, that's Stivens. Uh, Agent Mama's going to have no part of this. I looked at Agent Mama and said, this is BS. Agent Lightning, that's me. Mama, this is BS. <laughs> we should go. Agent Mama played along. We stood up to leave, and Stivens asked us to wait just a minute so we could get his manager. We were already at the door by the time Stevens made it to the manager's desk. Boom! Agent <laughs> Mama and I were out of there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Okay. It's how do you do, do you? If the Greco's were on the road to redemption, the inventory 
crisis of 2021 put up a big detour, although it's a big, big fact, a fact that market forces are driving prices higher, unscrupulous dealers will seek to take unfair advantage of the situation and try to grossly overcharge. Their customers' truer words were never spoken. Folks, it is more dangerous to buy a car today than it should be or has ever been in recent memory for me. And be careful, only buy a car if you have to. We've got to take, take some votes. and Remember, we're great on the curve. Don't let emotion overcome you. I'm going to. I'm just going to let it. Just, I'm, I'm speaking from the heart here. But, okay. but let's 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 hear what the listeners have to say first. Okay. Uh, first, uh, Mark says F. Throw them to the wolves. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob says um, this may look like a D, but if you look at it with a magnifying glass, it's an F. <laughs> that was, from that, we have a uh, F minus from Martha on Facebook, and I'm sure. Uh, oh, Steve gives him a D minus. It's a passing grade, but a very very poor one. Still waiting for Melinda. I know what it's going to be. Hey, I, I'm letting my emotions take control of me. I'm giving giving them an F as well mm-hmm. yeah, I, for taking a, advantage of it. Yeah, emotion is a very strong thing. I mean, in marriage and buying a car uh, and, and the important decisions of our life. And it's just not a good idea to let it happen. But it, we're human. And I'm glad we have emotion because I wouldn't want to be a robot. Rick, what's up? I've got Mark from St. Louis with an F from him. And a D minus from his mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> meet Megan me won with an Saint F. Louis, Louis, meet uh, me at the fair. <laughs> Ernesto says F minus grading fee F out the door grade F minus F minus. <laughs> Donovan F for fee. Tom with a D minus a bit higher than Napleton, and Mark Ryan with an F. And BT Tech, it's a big fat F. And from me, well, I'm going with an F. Oh, and I've got Wayne also with a we'll save you thousands, really big F. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm glad everybody's silly, even our callers oh, yeah. and texters. And, and we all are giddy today. There's something in the air. There Love is. is in the air. There's yeah. not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> no. um, it's springtime. Jay gives him an F, and then Linda, she, she was waiting for the very end. for the. She says, here comes the big fat F. There we go. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Sunrise. I on and on and on. A big fat F. Boy, I tell you, you're, you're really putting me in a lot of pressure. Uh, uh, I said I can't let emotion uh, get the best of us. And uh, I, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to edit the site. Yeah. What's it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, boy, I tell you. I got to do D minus. I mean, I hate to do it, but I, oh, I, uh, okay. I hate to do it. I mean, um, there was nothing illegal here. Uh, there was same old, same old, and uh, it was. You're right. Last week they did the double dip on the um, manufacturer destination yeah. fee. And we only have seven Fs out of uh, thousands of these reports, and so we have to hand those Fs out carefully. Well. And uh, but I'm just saying this, Greco. And, and you sons there, uh, honor the father. Uh, don't call yourself Greco anymore. It's Greco because that's the way Daddy wanted it. <laughs> and, and change your advertising. <laughs> it's disrespectful. I mean, after I'm gone, I'm sure Stu is not going to change the name of the dealership to, to a Smith. Stewie Toyota. Stewie Toyota. <laughs> so honor your father. Honor your father. It's Greco Chevrolet. All right. <laughs> 
You like well, that one? You know, Stewie if you, Stewart Toyota. If you do got a ring. Stewie Toyota, Stewie. nobody's going to confuse us with Toyota of Stewart anymore. That's true. So and maybe we can buy the rights to uh, Family Guy Stewie as our mascot. There you go. That'd be great. Excellent. <laughs> one minute. Let's plug the Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Oh yeah. yeah where's the brochure? That's oh. your oh. way. Big Dog Ranch Rescue. www.bdrr.org. There you are, folks. There it is. Mm. That is the most effective, successful, biggest no-kill shelter in the United States. We sell, sell. We give away for an adoption fee. <laughs> right, we rent dogs. <laughs> we adopt them. I just killed sales right there. <laughs> we don't sell dogs. <laughs> we, 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 have don't a, sell dogs. we have a dealer, a doggy fee. <laughs> Do uh, flee. We do, $250 adoption fee, and we pay the adoption fee okay, on the dog official. of the week. Okay, it's official. i got to slap you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there that's celebrating Mother's Day. We'll be right back here next week, same time, 8 o'clock. See you then.